Thank you. Give the Lord a big God bless you. Come on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's always an honor and a blessing to come to Calvary. I've been coming many, many years. I, I, I came here when my hair was the same color as George's. I did have brown hair at one time. And anyway, uh, God has been so good and gracious. Uh, I always start my meetings off everywhere I go. How many of you watch our television show? Oh, Lord, you should watch it. It costs us millions of dollars to watch that show. You know, I tell you, but when you do things for God, you make the devil mad. I mean, y'all might have seen that this or last year. Man, I was attacked ferociously. About, I was the number one story in the world. Ain't that wonderful? Because it was all lies, but it didn't make, they said I had four jets. Well, if I got four jets, I need to make a theft report because three of them are missing. <laughs> and George, if I find them, I'll give you one, bless God. Hallelujah. You want to drive to Cincinnati or whatever. You just go. I mean, it's just amazing. And what happened was, but many of you, I know we hadn't been here since all that junk, but uh, what happened was it was a concerted effort just to destroy us, but they didn't realize that God was behind me, beside me, and in the front of me. And the Lord has been so good and gracious. To make a long story short, I didn't, hadn't heard us at all. Lick n- nothing. And what happened is we're believing. All I did was uh, we were celebrating last year 40 years of full-time ministry. So people want to know where I started. So I began the different department. I got to the aviation department. Uh, you know, I told them, I said, uh, uh, you know, this and that. Well, but they picked up, twisted it. And now our lawyers say we have a $100 million defamation of characters lawsuit. They said, we're so sure we'll win. Don't pay us anything. Now, when a lawyer tell you not to pay something, that's a miracle of God. He said, don't pay us a dime. We'll take it on contingency. We promise you, we'll get that money. They got, we got them. But I said, no, nah, I, I don't want to sue people because you got to keep that boiling and all that kind of stuff, you know. And uh, <laughs> they just started crying. No, no, you got to let us do this. But, you know, I just prayed for them. I was in New York when it hit. I walked out, and it was ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, Good Morning America, and HBO. Now, what is HBO doing there? I had no idea. <laughs> Unless they want to make a movie on me or something. I don't know. <laughs> what is HBO doing here? You know? And, uh, and they just couldn't get over it. And to make a long story short, it was all wrong. I never believe much in what I call fake news that President Trump talk about, but I do now. Good Lord. But anyway, I, I, all I said was I believe. How many of you get my pardon the letter? Well, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, have I ever asked you for any money for that airplane? Never have. I just said, I want y'all to believe with me for Falcon 7X, you know, because the one I have now, I'm giving it away. It's a $20 million aircraft. I'm giving it away. They knew that, but they wouldn't say nothing. Giving it to people so they can preach the gospel. The, the, the plane before that, the one I had before that, this plane, uh, is now flying food to Nicaragua for children, for missions. They, see, they don't say anything about any of that kind of stuff. But <laughs> anyway, it was just hilarious, and I couldn't get over there. I said, Lord, how do you want me to handle this? He said, you'll kill it with joy. I says, I just smiled. And the boy, when they were interviewing me, they didn't play this part. I said, I want to thank y'all for putting me all over the world. <laughs> they went, uh, 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 they didn't know what to do. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and Kathy, she had such a good outlook. She said, you know, but, and all I said was, just believe with me, you know, for this, this other aircraft. And Kathy said, guess what, Jesse? Your faith is being talked about all over the world. And I never thought about it like I said, that's correct. Lord, I mean, I was the front page news in Kazakhstan. Where's that? I don't even know where that country is, you know, but it just was funny. But let me tell you something. Without asking for a dime, they ran the thing. Over $600,000 more came in for the aircraft. You think they ought to run it again? What do you think? That's the craziest thing. And I don't own the plane, and that belongs to God's work. If I go home and be with the Lord or whatever, that goes to the next person that's running this ministry. It's just, it's just a tool. That's all it is. And, uh, and I flew here today in one because it's very hard to get out of Tanner, Alabama, on Sunday night. And I got to be in California tomorrow. 
and I was in New Mexico just uh, uh, Friday. I mean, we're running constantly all the time. So to give you the update, that's, that's all a bunch of junk. We're not worried about any of that stuff. And people have got saved over the situation. Isn't that something? My God, I tell you, we're just amazing. In fact, the Salt Falcon that owns the Falcon, they called me and they said, Reverend DePlantis, you gave us $20 million of free publicity. I said, I did. Yeah, I mean, they went over, they showed their plan. Oh, Lord. They said, we'd like to take you anywhere you want to go for free. I said, help yourself. <laughs> they don't do that. You understand? They don't do that. And it was just such amazing. I mean, and we got, in fact, their flight attendant, uh, I flew their plane and got the flight attendant saved. Balling and squalling on the plane. Lord Jesus, we had fun. I got them pilots, but I couldn't, put, I couldn't get them away out the cockpit because we'd have died if they would have left back there, you know. You know? So it was just kind of funny and hilarious. So Jesus is so good. How many people brought your Bibles? Let me see. Praise the Lord. That's good. I always have you about Come on, real quickly, but I want to turn to Scripture. I brought some new resource material since I saw you last. I've heard it all. It's very, very good. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is our newest. Um, the Lord told me last year, if you could define Christianity and put it in one word, what would it be? And I said, what, Lord? He said, if you could take all of Christianity and define it and put it in one word, George, he said, I, he said what would it be? I said, when I'm thinking healing, saving, salvation, you know, miracles, uh, you know, Holy Ghost. He said, advance. He said, everything I do advances. I always go forward. You know, it's the whole armor of God's for your front parts, nothing for your back part because you never turn around and you never look back. Isn't that amazing? Advance. So I wrote a book on that called Advance in Life from Revelation to Inspiration to Manifestation. That's what God wants you to do. And I tell you what, I have hedge fund operators on Wall Street read my books and do classes on them. They said, this man, this preacher is a businessman. This man ought to be working Wall Street. Well, maybe one day I'll own Wall Street. Boy, don't you think I get some publicity then, huh? Glory to God. <laughs> this is back there. It's a brand new book. It's a blessing. And how many want to advance in life? Spiritually, physically, find that God don't mind. The church world does. The secular world does. But God does it. God wants you to be blessed. In the city, in the field, going in and going out. That's God. That's all he wants to do. He's a father and his family. That's back there. I hope you can pick up a copy today, Advance in Life. That's back there. What else you got there? And I love this. You know, people ask me all the time, you don't worry about nothing. I said, right. <laughs> I've had many opportunities to fail. I just don't take any. I received something. This is a brand new DVD, and I hope you can get this, called The Gift of Rest. I know how to rest in the Lord. He said, I give you rest. I ain't no, you ain't going to shake just in the plan of I just, I just said, okay, Lord. This is your thing. I just rest. He gave me peace, which is possession of adequate resource, and he gave me rest. Those are two wonderful gifts, and it's just a blessing of the Lord. And you'd be surprised how many people need rest. You know, some people are sick because they're not sleeping enough. Some people are sick spiritually because they're not resting enough in the Lord. It's all kind of different. There. I hope you can get that. This is brand new. In fact, if you, I hope your DVD player is heavy duty because it'll burn that sucker flat. It's very, very good. It's back there. And then finally, that other one here. This here, so Lord Jesus, Pat Robinson loved this on, on 700 Club. It's, it's sold out completely, and now it's in paperback called The Everyday Visionary. Focus your thoughts. Change your life. Focus on your priority. My Lord, you, if you focus on your priority, you, you, you're never confused about anything. And a T.D. Jakes wrote the forward on He said, Jesse, I tell you, I've never met a man like you in my life. In 41 years of full-time preaching, I've been preaching 43 years, but went into full-time ministry in 1978. I've never had a financial deficit. Isn't that a miracle of God? I don't know if any minute, I don't know many ministers, maybe none now, but I've never had one. I've never. Why? Because one man said, how, some of the biggest ministers in the world, how do you do that? How did you not have a financial deficit? I said, I didn't believe for it. 
You know how many people told me, now, you better get ready, boy, you're going to suffer. Suffer what? Wait, wait, wait. Well, you know, in the first church, whoa, 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 wait. They say, you're not messed up here. You know why they got all beat up? They were in disobedience. Nero couldn't have killed any Christians if they'd have done what God told them to do. He said, go to Judea, Samaria, and other most parts of the world. They didn't leave till 10 years later. Do you know that? They wouldn't have been there for Nero to kill them. They'd have been out preaching the gospel. Think about that for a minute. I hope you can give this the everyday visionary. Every day you have a vision and it should come to pass. If you got a dream, it has no expiration dates. You can get them at 9 or 90 and it'll bless you. That's back there if you'd like to get it. The everyday visionary. So enjoy yourself. And let me have that last one. This thing here, I told the guys not to bring it anymore. And my God, I probably have, I guess, over 350, 400,000 of these have went out all over the world. How many of y'all need some money? Anybody need some money? Don't lie. You need some money. Hold your hand up. For God's sake, I know why people freak out over money. You live in an economic world. I mean, you eat on money. You retire on money. You send your kids to school on money. You buy groceries on money. It's an economic world. Now, you don't fall in love with it because it doesn't love you. It's just simply a tool. And I preached a sermon. It's a two-DVD set. One's the DVD is the message. The other is a question and answer. And then I did a little booklet. Some of you may have got this already on why is it my giving working? You know, according to the scripture, if you give, you ought to be so blessed you don't do it yourself, right? If you're a tither, why? There's four types of giving in the Bible. There's the tithe. What is it? Motivation. Obedience. There's the first fruit. What is it? Motivation. Generosity. There's the alms. What is it? Motivation. Compassion. Then there's the seed. What is it? Motivation. Faith and reward. Only four types of giving. Now, each one of them have different rates of exchange. What's the rate of exchange for the tithe? Open windowed heaven. Oh, you out a blessing, wouldn't be enough room to receive it. What's the rate of exchange for the first fruit? Now, most preachers preach on the first fruit. They preach it wrong. I preach it right. And the reason why, because there's no such thing as second fruit, third fruit, or a basket of fruit. See, they're trying to just get everything they get their hands on. You give your first fruit on your increase only, not on your income, on your increase. That's meaning if, if you make two cents, that's what you give to the Lord. If the next day you made a billion dollars, that's your money. Go do what you want with it. See, they're trying to get second fruit, third fruit, and a basket fruit. Now, 95% of all giving is done by alms. That's given to the poor and helping people. The Bible said, he that pitieth the poor, lend it to the Lord, I shall repay. Which means this, if you give a poor person $100, guess what you get back? $100. You're still at zero. Something wrong with that. You're still at zero. You still had to increase. Think about that. Now, you need to take care of the poor. But see, God says, wait a minute. You should increase. Now, what's the rate of exchange for the seed? That's what the big bucks is. That's the 30, the 60, the 100 fold, the 1,000 time return. Lord, gee, that's, it's not a 1,000 times. See, you think it's a 1,000 times because that's your intellectual mind. Let me show you something real quick. No, it's a 100. Let me get this here. It's a 100 fold. You see, watch it. Watch it. I start folding. That's one fold, two fold, three fold, four. Look how much more I got. Five fold. See, see, by the time you get to the end of this handkerchief, it's a figure this, so big, this big you can't imagine it. That's what God wants you to have. Well, why don't we have it? Because people are not preaching it. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Because you're going to get persecution, hundredfold with persecution. See what I'm saying? The devil wants to keep your money. When are you going to take your money from him? Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. Let me go over here. When, listen to me. He don't own nothing. The Bible said, yours, the heaven, even the heavens of the Lord, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. That's Psalms 115, verse 16. The earth is the Lord's. I mean, he's the, the, the heavens of the Lord and the earth is given to the children of men. When are you going to receive that? That's back there. So, my Lord, I hope you can get this. Now, this, this will not last long. Lord, Jesus, I want to tell you something. I've had people from Africa to Singapore say, this is the only message I've ever worked on giving. I ever seen it works fast. 
And why? Because it's working. It's back there. If you'd like to receive that, you can go back there and avail yourself of the book and resource table. Let me see this real quickly. This thing here, how many of you get my magazine? I hope you enjoy it. Cost me $3 million a year to put this thing out. So don't throw it away in front of me. There's always a picture of me. Kathy, you got to get another picture. Get, put your picture on this thing, for God's sake. I mean, and uh, it's back there. That's absolutely free to you if you'd like to get one. Avail yourself to the book and resource table. Marzell will help you back there, and you'll be blessed. Stand to your feet one more time. Stretch a little bit. If you got to rub something, rub it quick. Get it over with. <laughs> okay, you can be seated. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In God good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I love getting around George. I've been knowing George so long, man. We've had some wonderful times together. And I'm glad Kathy got to come today. You know, she, she, I'm glad she did. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know she looks like my daughter, but I'm only three years older than her. I just that, that she don't travel as much as I do. Praise God. Probably eats healthier food. Y'all notice I've lost some weight? Well, say something about it for God's sake, will you? I'm starving up here. No, no, no. no I'm, just, I'm just joking. Praise the Lord. You know, every year the Lord gives us a theme, and, I, and the Lord said, I want you to preach this everywhere you go. And I was just praying, and the Bible, he told me many, many years ago, he said, look for things in the Bible that are not obvious, and I will give you revelation that will blow your mind. Most people preach the obvious, like Luke chapter 4. The Bible said, as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. There was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. He opened up the book and found the place where it's written. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, preach the liberty of the captive, recover your sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it to a minister. Notice he gave a minister a closed book. Why? He said, don't preach your opinion, preach this. Now, that was not obvious. Here's the other thing. As his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Jesus was a churchgoer. Are you a churchgoer? Once a month? Twice a month? Well, I lost a few of you right there, didn't I? Then the Bible said, be you therefore imitators of God as dear children. You think the Lord's in this church? What would you do if you came to church and he wasn't here? Now, if anybody loves football, I do. And we need, we're having a healing service for the NFL referees. I'm from New Orleans. Who that say going to beat them Saints? Them referees. That's what's going to do that. You know, they should be in the Super Bowl. My God. But that's another story. Anyway. <laughs> my Lord. See, so when you understand, and I love football. And I believe you ought to go to football games. Don't misunderstand me. But to me, I'm going to put God first. And there's sometimes God's, if your child's going somewhere and play it, you ought to be a part of that. That's, God is not so hard on people as people are on people. But it's so wonderful to know that when you say Jesus, he say what? Now, I begin to look in the scripture, and I, I, there's a flow to scripture, George, that's amazing. If you've got your Bibles or your iPads or your telephones or whatever you use, go with me to the book of St. John, chapter 14. The book of St. John, I like to read out of the old King James Version because it's so poetical. Because it's very hard to quote the Amplified. <laughs> you got a lot of words in the Amplified, Lord Jesus. But I want to read St. John chapter 13, verse 38. Jesus was talking to Peter. And Peter said, listen, man, I'm behind you. I'm with you. I got you back. You ain't got to worry about me. Jesus said in verse 38 of St. John 13, Jesus answered him and said, Will thou lay down thy life for my sake? 
Now, you know, Peter said, I'd do anything. Verily, may I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. In other words, you're going to deny me three times. Now, Peter didn't believe it till he'd done it. Then he repented over it. Now, chapter 14 goes completely off the kilter. He's talking about Peter. All of a sudden, he says, let not your heart be troubled. Now, what did he say that for? How many of y'all believe the red parts of the Bible? All right. Let, I'm going to say some things that are going to shock you. When are we going to believe what Jesus said instead of, of what somebody thinks he said? Or somebody's experience about something instead of believing what the Bible says about it? He says this. this all of a sudden, just, I mean, it, 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 the context is not even, the flow is not even. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Watch this now. You believe in God, Elohim, Adonai, El Elyon, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sidkenu, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Ro, Jehovah Ra. Our God is so big, he's got a lot of names. He said, you believe in God, believe also in me. Oh, Lord, now that's going to make the church work. Who do you think you are trying to equalize yourself with God? Then he goes off the track again. He said, in my father's house are many mansions. Now, who's talking about mansions? What is Jesus trying to get to? He's setting us up for something. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house of many mentions, if it was not so, I'd have told you. And then he goes off the track. That is, I, I, I go away and, where I go, and I'll come back and receive you. Now he's talking about his return. My Lord, he changes. But he's trying to get us to St. John chapter 14, verse 13. Now I want to read that, but first I'm going to read verse 12. He gives us a commission. You, Calvary, you people that come to this church, all of us that are Christians. Verily, verily, I say unto you, that's verse 12 of St. John 14. He that believeth on me, how many of y'all believe on Jesus? Say amen. amen. Let's find out how much. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. Well, praise God. And greater, oh, now we're getting big here. And greater works than these shall he do. Why? Because I go to my father. Now, verse 13 is where he's trying to get it. Don't let your heart be troubled. He says, and whatsoever you shall ask. In my name. What does whatsoever mean to you people here in Alabama? Whatsoever, right? Right. That means whatever. Whatsoever. Three words of one word. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name. Watch this. That will I do. Why, Lord? That the Father may be glorified in the Son. Didn't he say, you believe in God, believe also in me? whatsoever you shall ask in my name. The church world says that's spiritual. No, it didn't say that. They said that. What does whatsoever mean to you? Whatever whatsoever it is, spiritual, physical, financial. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, if you believe in me like you believe in my father, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. Why? That the father may be glorified in the son. Then he goes way off the rails at the next verse. If you shall ask Anything. Now, what does anything mean to you people? If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. What? I will do it. My theme this year is your everything is his anything. Your everything is his anything. He don't care if it's spiritual, physical, or financial. If you 
my God, believe in the Father and believe in him the same way. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. In other words, when you ask God for something, the Father gets glorified and Jesus gets magnified. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching. Listen to me. Church is not preaching this. That's why people are struggling. Because they think if you ask for something, that's greed. That ain't greed, that's growth. See, Satan is trying to stop you from glorifying God or magnifying Jesus. He says, whatsoever in anything. Now, the church says, well, if it be his will. No, he didn't say that there. You see, me, ladies and gentlemen, I've always tried. I said, Lord, how do I explain myself about your word? He said, Jesse, you a textualist. In other words, whatever he says, that's what I believe. Yeah, but. Now, that's your problem. You need to get your butt out of the way. That's too big of a butt for you to be talking about to start with. Whatsoever. So why are you mad at me because I have a plane? It's a whatsoever. It's a anything. I'm not mad at you that you got a car. I had a man tell me, he said, you know, I don't know why you have that plane. I said, well, how did you get to this church? He said, I, I drove my car. I said, you could have took the bus. He said, what? I said, you could have took the bus. Why'd you buy a car? You got to pay insurance on it and maintenance and all that kind of stuff. You could have been over here for $5, but you bought a car, $40,000 car, $35,000, $40,000 car. I said, why? He said, well, so I can go when I want and come back when I want. I said, that's the reason for the plane. What you mad at me for? Thank you for that Holy Ghost grunt. I'm just obeying God. How come you're not? Because you're afraid. Uh-oh, fear tolerated is faith contaminated. Watch this. What? Let me say it again. Your everything is his anything. He don't care. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Why is his name so important? Because in Exodus chapter 23, verses 19 and 20, God says there was an angel out there leading Israel. He said, do not provoke that angel. He will not forgive your transgressions because my name is in him. Every theologian in Bible school said that was the Lord Jesus Christ before he became Savior. My name is him. Ladies and gentlemen, when you got saved, God put his name in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's why Satan hates you, because you got authority and power. You are his boss, because his name is in you. My God. And when you understand that, it's amazing. And you must have that power of attorney to use that name. And he gave us that, which means this. If George Sawyer gives me power of attorney over, this, over what you possess, I become George Sawyer. I can sell his house. Think about that. Everything. Everything. Because then his everything becomes my anything. Do you see that? When are we going to believe with that? So if you're taking notes, write this down. It takes great faith to even read Christ's teaching to ask anything. Just to read it, much less accept it and start believing it. 
Mark 11, verse 23 and 24 says, If you say to that mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea, and not doubt in your heart, but believe those things which you say shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you say. Notice he told you to be a mountain dissolver, not a mountain climber. See, the church world made you a mountain climber instead of making you a mountain dissolver. He said, If you would say to the mountain, See, if you knew what was on the other side of that mountain, you'd be talking to it. On the other side of that mountain, Joe healing. On the other side of that mountain, Joe blessing. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going there. It's everything you can possibly think of on the other side of the mountain. reason why you're not getting it because you're climbing it instead of dissolving it. Not your fault. He said, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea. Notice it tells you to tell your mountain where to go, right? Why do you have a hard time telling your mountain where to go? You tell everybody else where to go. But the mountain is big. It's a whatsoever. If it's in your way, get rid of it by using the name of Jesus. You make it sound simple. It is. You need a good theologian to help you misunderstand this Bible. He's trying to give it to you homiletically, hermeneutically, philosophically, and theologically. All you want to know is, is it right? It's kind of like an insurance policy. They come up with all, it takes a lawyer to read all the insurance stuff, right? All you really want to know, am I covered? They can make it so simple. You are covered. Am I covered? Put it on a postcard. Put it on a postal stamp. You covered. Mm, mm. So it takes great faith to even read Christ's teaching to ask anything, much less accept it. See, a Christ devoid of the supernatural is not the Christ of the Gospels. See, this is supernatural stuff. And a Christ devoid... Let me just say it so you can write it down. A Christ devoid of the supernatural is not the Christ of the Gospels. My God, everything Jesus was, uh, a, was supernatural. He puts his super on your natural. Do you understand that? Believe in God, standing on the word. How long is it going to take? What are you worried about that for? You're an eternal being. See, Christ in you the hope of glory. When you understand that, a Christ devoid of the supernatural is not the Christ of the Gospels. Everywhere he went, he did think he was also a revolutionary. Jesus made people mad as a hornet, made his family mad, even made his mama mad. Let me say the teaching of Jesus are revolutionary. Why? Because they are divine. I mean, imagine Jesus preaching like I'm preaching, today, and here come his mama, Mary, hail, Mary full of grace. Come on, here come Mary. And they say, excuse me, Jesus, your mama's outside. He said, who my mother? Who my father? Boy, that been my mama? I'll beat your brains out. Boy, you talking to me like that. But his family came against him. His family thought he lost it. His family thought he was insane, including his mama. They, they went to get him because he was beside himself. What was he doing? Honoring the father, glorifying the father. He said, when you see me, whoa, 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 you see the father. Philip, have I been you with this long? You still don't know the father in me? Think about that. Jesus is revolutionary. His teaching were revolutionary because they were divine. You remember many years ago, we preached on divine healing, divine health, and divine life. Remember that, George? I mean, that was a big thing many years ago. Oh, you know, people quit being sick. My God, you almost had to give an altar call for healing because people just flat getting healed. But people quit preaching that. Now we're getting sick, depressed, discouraged, backing up instead of going forward. Whatsoever you shall ask. So all I'm doing is obeying that scripture. Whatsoever I shall ask in my, whatsoever I ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So I glorify the Father by asking. And then if I ask anything in my name, watch it. When my daughter or when my granddaughter asks me for something, it glorifies me. 
How many times if it's Easter or Christmas and you come to church, you're all dressed up or whatever like that, and you got a little grandchild in a beautiful little dress, you know, and people say, whoo, Lord, look at that dress. And, and the grandparents say, yeah, I bought that dress for her. Doesn't she look good? All of a sudden you go, yes. <laughs> it makes you feel so good, doesn't it? You know why? You just got glorified. When you ask God for something spiritual, physical, and financial, you glorify him. The church calls it greed. God calls it growth. How many of y'all need some money? You know why you need money? I'm going to shock you because you don't know how much money you want. So you live from need to need. But the Bible says he'll supply how many need? How many need? Then why you need anything? Okay, let me go over here. <laughs> hey, I'm just giving you the word of God. That's it. Your everything is his anything. He said he supply how many need? Oh, let me get black with it. How many need, Lord? Hey, Lord. Lord Jesus. Uh-huh, Lord. How many need? The reason why you need is because you don't know how much you want. See, when you have what you want, you don't even think about need. When you get what you want, need is not even in your mind. The law is my shepherd, I shall not. Let patience have its perfect work that you're perfect and entire, wanting nothing. The young lions do suffer lack, but he that seeks my face shall not want any good thing. That's a vast difference, isn't it? Because when you have what you want, you don't even think about need. Notice you don't think it's greed if you're a grandparent or a parent, you're in a grocery store, and your grandchild or your child says, Grandma, Mama, I, why is it? I, I want some ice cream. I want some ice cream. Is that greed? No, that's a child wanting some ice cream, right? Why do you think it's greed to tell your Heavenly Father what you want? Oh, excuse me. You're not God's adults. You're God's children. My daughter's 47 years old. She's still my kid. You know, children, grand, grandkids say the one, most wonderful thing. My granddaughter came up. I only have one daughter and one granddaughter. She, and my granddaughter calls me grandfather. Grandfather. And I said, yes. She said, it blew my side. Boy, they just humble you. She said, you were born in the 19s, weren't you? <laughs> I never thought of it like that. I said, uh, yes. I said, but your mama was born in the 19s too, Meredith. I call her Eminem. M. I said, she was born in 1971, your mama. She said, I know. That's a long time ago. She said, when was you born, grandfather? I said, I was born in 1949. Oh, did y'all have any cars? <laughs> kind of make you feel old, don't it? Glory to God. I said, Meredith, my grandfather was born in the 18s. Oh. Did they have any cars? I said, no, he had a horse. <laughs> See how much we've progressed? See, if we wouldn't have accepted that, we'd still be riding horses. Nothing wrong with riding horses, but if I was on a horse, I wouldn't have got here tonight. <laughs> and I like horses. Jesus, the teachings of Jesus are revolutionary because they're divine. See, the word of God is so powerful that it sometimes makes the brain want to tilt. So when I read that, that's what Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Why? You believe in God, believe also in me. Why? Because whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do that. The Father may glorify the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I'm going to do that. See, that tilts your brain. You know why? 
Let me say it again. The Word of God is so powerful that it sometimes makes the brain want to tilt. Why? Because your brain is soulish. Your brain is not spirit. Your brain is soulish. It's the mind, the will, and the emotion of man. Well, you can flip the brain out real quick, but you won't flip that spirit. Well, you're born again. You know what? If you're in a mall somewhere and you're walking in your spirit and you see somebody in a wheelchair, you look at them, your spirit says, go over there. Grab them. Pull them up in the name of Jesus. You heal. Throw them out of that chair. Your mind said, control yourself, fool. You don't lost your way for Suppose it don't work. Oh, your brain just went, tell because you see, it's soulish. But the Bible said, be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may know, not God, that you may know that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. See, men and believers don't ask anything out of a misplaced sense of protection. Well, we can't ask God, too, because suppose it don't work. What? Suppose it don't work. You see, fear and faith cannot cohabitate. One will rule. So you focus on your priority, you eliminate all your confusion. Y'all listening here tonight, Lord. I, I, I'm not giving you any of my opinion. I, I just read it to you. This is Jesus. How many of y'all believe the red parts? This is Jesus talking. Some of you, some of y'all getting, some of y'all older than me. Not many of you, but I mean, some of you. Do you know you can have another baby? Oh, I know you don't want that, but I'm saying you could. <laughs> Look at some of them older men. Hey, that sounds good to me, baby. Man, even, boy, you tell an old white man that, he gets it lean on. What's up, baby? How you doing? Yeah, Lord, kind of swinging that on. Hey, come on, talk to me, boy. Hey! Hallelujah. He don't care. Why? Because it's everything, and everything is his anything. Your everything is his anything. That's God. But see, you won't ask out of a misplaced sense of protection. My God, what you're trying to do is protect God's reputation. I'm going to get to that in just a minute. You don't need to do that. Let me say it again. Many believers don't ask anything out of their misplaced sense of protection. Fear and faith can't co cohabitate in your mind. One must rule if you want to obey God. See, you don't have to protect Christ's reputation. You renew your mind not by thoughts, but thought by thought. You know, I get some ugly thoughts sometimes, and I take one at a time. I said, that's not my thought. My thoughts are lovely, just, good, report, and pure, and virtuous. I'm going to think on these things. Next thought. It says that, no, casting down imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every, not thoughts, thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Well, you can't have that. Mark 11, 23, uh, 24 says, oh, what things soever I desire. Oh, oh, not God desire. What things soever I desire. When I pray, I believe that I receive them, I shall have them. Now, either you lying or God's lying, I pick you. See how you're renewing thought by thought? Thought by thought. Thought by thought. Not thoughts. Thought by thought. Next. Why? Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified. This on your everything is his anything. I hope I preach this in every church I go to. Because how many of you, let's be honest, many of you need spiritual, physical, and financial stuff. Am I correct? Yeah. Why? And it's, all, it's been here for thousands of years. Yeah. Thousands of years. I've had the Lord say, when are people going to believe me? You know, the cross of Jesus Christ is not a piece of dead wood. It's a living reality. 
My God, think about that. And when you see that, then you'll understand this. So you don't have to protect Christ's reputation. Renew your mind thought by thought. Why? You never water down Christ's teaching to ask anything in his name. Well, we're going to water it down too much. You know, I mean, we're going to believe God to bless it, but not hundredfold. Because hundred. And the Lord said, all I want to do is bless you. All I ever wanted to do is bless my family. All God is is a father and his family trying to bless me. He puts Adam and Eve in a garden. Lord Jesus. They didn't even have a job. Didn't have to work. Just enjoy yourself. Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish. And subdue. God even put gold on top of the ground. The Bible calls it fine gold. In the book of Genesis, go read it. Because he knew Eve going to find it and do something with it. It's called jewelry, which is the byproduct of gold, silver, and platinum. He had no problem. They put it on top of the ground. Church was, oh, in my father's house, a mini mansion. Did you say mansion, Jesus? Oh, we from Alabama. You got a trailer? No, no, no. We ain't got no trailer. Don't shout me down, huh? Now, I can say that because I was raised up in trailers. I am trailer trash. I don't live in a trailer no more. Nothing wrong with a trailer. That's not the issue. Thank God you got one. That's, but you know what? Well, that's when we get to heaven. Oh, 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 oh. Well, what about this? Our Father who art in heaven. That's red too now. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done where? Where? As it's where? Are you debt-free in heaven? Why aren't you debt-free here? Because the church world has accepted the Babylonian system instead of God's system. God's system says, oh, no man, anything but the love it. Nothing wrong with borrowing money. Because if borrowing was a sin, God would have never made Abraham a lender. But you ought to have enough to lend and not borrow because the borrower is servant to the lender. See, God just wants you to stay in the position. And you will do that if you understand whatsoever. Your everything is his anything. I've been debt-free since 1982. That's a long time. My ministry debt-free. Me and Kathy are personally debt-free. So when Kathy goes to the mall, I don't get worried. You can buy anything she wants. I don't care. I know that sounds arrogant and cocky, don't it? No, no, that's confidence and assurance. She said, I quit believing years ago and started knowing, for I know in whom I have believed. You know why George told you I was coming here? Because I've been coming for over 30 years. He knows I'm going to come. He knew it. He didn't have to see me, touch me, smell me. You know what I mean? I wasn't in a room in the five senses. He just said, hey, this is it. Isn't that amazing? So when you understand that, never define whatsoever as only one thing or one area of your life. See, I don't water down the gospel. He said whatsoever. But most people go on to talk about one thing or one area. When God said you can have it all. The Bible says, now faith is the substance of what? Things hoped for, the evidence of what? Things not seen. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. That's greed. No, that's growth. Hmm. Hmm. This is Jesus talking, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a textualist. I just believe it. You see, they asked uh, uh, Justice Anthony Scalia, who passed away a few, a few years back, 
you're such a conservative. He said, on the Constitution, he said, no, I'm not a conservative. I'm a textualist. I said, that's me. When I look at the Bible, I'm a textualist. The, the Constitution is a great document, but it's not perfect because it has amendments to it. But the Bible is a perfect document. It has no amendments at all. Why? It was wrote by the hand of God as he moved upon men to produce the thoughts of God. Wow, Lord. See, so you don't define whatsoever as one thing or one area. See, why not give God glory? See, you are literally hindering the Father's glory if you quit asking in his name. If you quit asking God for spiritual, physical, and financial things, you are hindering his glory. And you keep Satan in power over you. You got to know the difference between a temptation and a manifestation. You know, Jesus was kingdom-minded. He come to the world. That's us the world. Satan knew that, George. So you know what Satan did? He took him up on the place and said, hey, I heard your kingdom-minded. I got a kingdom. I'll show it to you. Show it to me. He said, look, I got a lot of money in it, man. It's yours. All you got to do is one thing. Bow down to me Once. You have to do it twice. Go read the Amplified. It'll say once. That's all they had to do was eat one bite of that apple. You didn't have to eat the whole apple. Once. Now, you see, that's what Jesus was believing for. Boy, this is a revelation. It's going to shock you. Wow, the kingdoms of the world. But it wasn't a manifestation. It was a temptation. Do you know the difference between the two? Ooh, you hadn't thought of that, have you? See, that's exactly what he's believing for. Boy, and that's a manifestation of God. But it could be a temptation because who is telling you to do it? What do you have to do to get it? Ah. And anything that doesn't put God first is not a manifestation in your life. It is a temptation. Ooh, Lord. I ask you the question, when are you going to give God glory? Or let me just get point blank blunt. Let me shake you up. When are you going to ask God for that new house? When you go ask God for that new car and believe it, and just tell everybody, God gonna give me a new car. What are you doing? I'm just glorifying God. Here's another question: When are you gonna give God what He wishes? What does He wish? Third John two, beloved, I wish above how many things? How many things? That you what? And be in health, even as you what? So prosperity is so wrong, why does God wish for it? And if poverty is so great, why does God call it a curse? It's like what a man told me one time. He said, I won't be debt-free, bro, Jesse. I said, the homeless is debt-free. <laughs> well, they are. I said, I ain't nothing to believe to be debt-free. Why don't you believe to be debt-free and the amount of money you were in debt, have it in liquid cash in a, in a bank somewhere. Now you believe in God for something. You believe in the unbelievable and receiving the impossible because it's doable. So when are you going to give God glory? So when I said, believe with me for Falcon 7S, God said, I'm being glorified. Look at Jesse. Jesus being magnified and I'm being persecuted. I don't care because Percy ain't cute. Who cares? <laughs> it don't make no difference. When are you going to give God what he wishes? I'm going to say this. Kathy's here. Was it last year? I think it was last year. We've been to Hawaii about 80 times. I preach a lot, you know. I mean, I'm constantly, I'll be in Hawaii again in February. I mean, I, I've been invited to preach all over the mountains. I could, I could live in Hawaii and suffer for Jesus. 
You understand what I'm saying? I mean, I could just, I mean, I got more, I'm all the islands, all of them, you know. I'm a, I know all of them. I've preached them. My Lord, it's a blessing. Well, when I went to Hawaii and I mean, and I prepared myself, there's a, if you've been to, anybody have been to Honolulu? Anybody have been? Have you ever been to the Hilton Hawaiian Village? You've been there, sir? Okay, beautiful place, right? We were staying at the Hilton Hawaiian Village. To make a long story, they got a, did you ever go to this mall down the street called Alamoana Mall? Okay, you know what I'm talking about? That is one fine mall. You, you almost have to speak in tongue, Alamoana mall now where the fine stuff is george is on the third floor if you breathe money come out your nose that third floor is louis vuitton givenchy chanel escada christian dior i mean you know you got purses up there cost twenty five thousand dollars a bag now the first floor is where the normal people go you know second floor third floor Oh, Lord, I mean, it's just nothing. So Kathy walking all over the place. So she said, Jesse, you want to come with me? I said, nah, I'm going to just stay here. I said, I want to watch LeBron James play. I was watching something. She said, okay, now watch it. Now, now this is going to sound arrogant and cocky. And then she said, well, I'm going to just go over to Alamoana. And I, she said, I'll call you and I'll get a cab and I'll meet you at lunch for somewhere. We're going to go to the Cheesecake Factory or something on Calacao. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all been there. Okay. Make a long story short, as she was going out the door, I said, Kathy. She said, what? I said, try to break me. Look at these ladies. I wish I was married to that man. <laughs> I said, Kathy, try to break me. I said, do your best. Buy anything you want. Get as much as you want. I don't care. Come on, girl. See if you can do it, because you cannot. Oh, look at y'all. <laughs> Why? That's my whatsoever. My everything is his anything. The heavens, even the heavens of the law, but the earth had to give it to the children of men. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Why? El Shaddai, not El Chipo. <laughs> Jody thinks of me as El Shaddad. <laughs> and my granddaughter says, my grandfather is grand. That's wonderful. And her child is going to make me great. I have a wonderful future. I said, try to break me, Kathy. I wasn't bragging. I'm not bragging now. Because, see, I got God behind me. God beside me. God in front of me. And everything he has belongs to me. I'm an heir with the Father and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. That's big, isn't it? You see what I'm saying here? See, the Father wants to be involved in your joy, your peace, your power, and your prosperity of your life. When are you going to ask God? When are you going to give God glory? When are you going to give him what he wishes? He wishes, above all things, that you prosper and be in health. Here's another one. When are you going to give him pleasure? Uh, brother, can you put scripture on this uh, board here? Who am I talking to? Where they at? Oh, you're over there. Can you put scripture? Go to the old King James Version and I want you to put the scripture up, Psalms 35, Psalms 35, verse 27. Would you put that up? Forget about me. Just put, put that. Look how white my hair is on that screen. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't know that. But it's still there. It's mine. Look at that. Glory to God. Put Psalms 35, verse 24. Look, I Oh, it is. Watch this. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Is that correct? 
Look at this. Let them shout for joy and be glad. Now, joy is the fruit of the Spirit, and glad is emotional feeling. And God said, let them shout for joy and be glad. That favor. Whoa, favor? What's favor? My righteous cause. So because I'm favored, you're mad at me? It's his righteous cause. Yea, let them say what? How long? Say it. How long? Say it. How long? Let them say continually. Whoa, let the Lord be magnified. So if the Father's glorified and Jesus is magnified, why is he magnified? Which hath what? Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. In the what? Of his what? So when you bless, God gets pleasure. But you see, the word pleasure freaks out Christians. When you say pleasure, oh, oh, oh. oh no, no, we got to suffer, 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 suffer. When the Bible says it's better to obey than to sacrifice. Pentecostals are the worst for it. You know, years ago, everything was a sin. You know the reason why Pentecostals preached against premarital sex? Because they knew it would lead to dancing. That dancing, oh God! Pleasure, everybody say it. I get pleasure when my daughter's doing and my son-in-law doing good. I get pleasure when my granddaughter's doing good. I get pleasure. That's why I told Kathy, try to break me, because I get pleasure in her being blessed. God gets pleasure in your whatsoever, because your everything is his anything. When are we going to give him glory? When are we going to give him, give him what he wishes? And when are we going to give him pleasure? You know, when the Lord said, you know, the plane? Let me help you about this plane. I didn't ask for it. The Lord t- commanded me to ask for it. I said, Lord, I'm satisfied. He said, I'm not. I said, do you know what kind of trouble that people were eating my lunch about? He said, well, they ate my lunch. He said, I couldn't eat, I couldn't eat anything. I was a glutton. If I drank something, I was a wine bibber. You got a problem? I said, no, no. I said, he said, do I want to send you all the way around the world and bring you back quick? Yeah, you're going to need a tool to get there. See, I've learned to fellowship with God in my vision. I have a visionary conference. Boy, I, George, I wish you and Phyllis could come. It's only a Thursday night, Friday morning, Friday night. Whoo, Lord. People say, how do you do what you do? I fellowship with my vision. I remember Perry Stone many years ago. I, you know, I put him on. Uh, he, he was one of my guests on TVN one time. Boy, he was all excited. Perry Stone's just an old Church of God preacher, and he can preach the horns off of Billy Goat, but he's brilliant, see? Brilliant in eschatology and the different things. And they, look what God has blessed him, and I'm excited about that. I like to blew him away two years ago. Both me and him were asked to preach in Columbus, Ohio for, um, what's his name, baby? Rod Parsley. So I was preaching night service, and uh, uh, um, um, Perry was preaching the, the afternoon service. Well, I flew in that afternoon when I walked in. As I was about ready to get out the plane, his pilots, Perry's pilot, I think he has a King Air. Am I correct? I think he has a King Air or something. They said, they said that's Jesse the planet's plane. He said, it is. So his pilots, you know, they wanted to get a jet or something like that, you know. And uh, to make a long story short, she said, hey, boy, they, they blinked their lights on their plane. So my pilots looked at me and said, uh, what, Ken, you were with me, right? Uh, I, I said, oh, that's Perry, that's Perry, uh, Perry Gasport, Perry Stones. I come on. So I walked out, and Perry comes up to me and says, Hey, Jesse, how you doing? So we hugged each other. He said, I just finished preaching for Rod. He said, I know you're preaching now. I said, Man, I ain't seen you in a long time because we're running, you know, running constantly. He said, Jesse, can I look at your plane? I said, Yeah. Remember that, Ken? That's Ken back there. That's my pilot. I I said, Come on. So he walks on the plane. He goes, Man, my pilot's been wanting me to get you. Oh, Lord, this is is beautiful. I said, I'm giving it away. 
It's like that church of God's spirit. Just come on and go. <laughs> I like that Pentecostal spirit. I love that, boy. It was such a blessing. He said, you what? I'm sitting there giving it away. It's a $20 million aircraft. I'm just giving it away. I believe in God for a Falcon 7X. Did you already give it? <laughs> I said, yeah, I did. Because he's a giver too, see. See, when you really love God, you become a giver. You know, I'm such a giver. I'm a giving addict. And the Lord supports my habit. Don't get mad at me. Favor. Righteous card. I say continually. I magnify the Lord. I give him pleasure. And he gets pleasure in my prosperity. And I'm not a greedy man. I mean, I, I never have been and never will be. Even when I was a sinner, I was always a generous man. I mean, I'm not trying to prove nothing to nobody. But if you said, go to the world and preach the gospel to how many creatures? It takes a lot of money to do that, George. It takes a lot of money to build this first phase, wasn't it? I mean, I didn't give you this, did it? Wish to God they would have. Would have been nice. I mean, I started with George. When George and then with, well, I think it was the first building they had. There was a little bitty building. We had to go to the high school. Remember that? We, uh, we rented the high school. We couldn't put the people in that little, little school. Then we said, let's do a tent revival. This is before the old Calvary was built. Water in the tent. We had a monsoon. There was a tsunami in the tent. People got knocked out in the Holy Ghost, floating all around. They were floating. Remember that? Uh, floating. My God. George didn't care. Let them float, baby. Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. My God, we were saving them and baptizing them all at the same time in the parking lot of Calvary Assembly. Anybody was there? Who you had? You remember that? That was something, wasn't it? In all those years, George, did I ever charge you anything? Are you going to criticize me? All these churches, most of the people, am I telling you, you get speakers, they want airfare. Nothing wrong with that. Hotel, food. They got a plane, some fuel. Am I correct? Have I ever given you any of that? No, I pay for everything. Why? Why not? I receive an offering, but not to meet my expenses. My expenses is my seed into your life. Those offerings that I receive go into projects of God. See? Do you see what I'm saying? My Lord, that's why they call me a man of integrity. In 41 years of full-time ministry, I've never had a scandal. This thing that happened last year, I didn't do that. They did. They left lied like a dog. They retracted now, buddy. Them lawyers are going, ha, ha. Them lawyers are like pit bulls. Ha. <laughs> Just bite off a chunk. Come on, let us have that. We'll, we'll get 40 million. You get 60 million. Go buy the plane. But you see, if I did that and won the money, and I will, I mean, I would win the money. Then you would say, well, the reason why I bought that plane because he, he, he won that settlement. So I'm not going to do that at all. I am sooner. I'm going to get that plane by faith, and I'm going to give God pleasure in the process. Do you see my point? Well, why do you have a plane? Okay, watch this. Let me help you. I don't know how much this facility costs, George. Land, you got a bunch of acres plus this facility. But you need it because that's what it takes for you to preach to your congregation. Am I correct? I don't need this. My congregation is the world, so I need the plane. What's the difference? People don't think twice to spend $50 million, $60 million on a, on a, on a church. In fact, um, uh, what's the name of that church? In, uh, Robert Morris there in Dallas, a gateway church. Just paid off $50 million worth of debt. Everybody shot it. Anybody got mad about that? 
Why? Because that's what Pastor Morris needs to preach to his congregation, all the different satellites and different. Well, I don't need that. My congregation is the world. I need the aircraft. That came through Kathy one time. We were flying to Rod Parsley Church. See, so it's just the two. I don't want to learn how to fly it. I let Ken fly. Now, I wouldn't mind them teaching me how to land it. But they ain't got the guts to teach me. Because <laughs> if I sit and I say, whoa, I say, whoa, I say, yeah, what is this thing? No, no, no. Small corrections. <laughs> Not big stuff. So I'll tell you what, if you're a, Pente- if you're a Baptist and I fly the plane, you speak in tongues. <laughs> you're going to say something real quick. <laughs> so when you understand that, let me just say this, and I'm going to close it. It's going to take me 12 months. How many of you get my partner letter? I, I tell people, you need to get on my mailing list and get that partner letter, because these are coming every month. It's going to take 12 months to do it all. But I'll give you a point that I'm going to write on in about six months. When you believe that your everything is just anything, you have absolute, eternal, infinite intelligence, because only a fool doubts God. I refuse to be a fool. I refuse to be a fool. So I made up my mind. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. Why, Lord? Because I can glorify it. Thank you, Jesse. If you should ask anything, Jesse, in my name. Do you understand the power of attorney? Yes, I do, Lord. Ask. I said, I want to ask for some spiritual things. Ask. You need anything physical? Yeah, ask. You need some finance? Yeah, ask. Because I'm going to get pleasure in every one of them. What a blessing of God that is. When I take people to dinner, I don't say, now listen. You can only get the cheapest thing on the menu. No, I say, y'all get anything you want. I, I, I bought lunch today for another ministry and, and the people that work for them. I just wanted to be a blessing. It was, 200, it was $202. Made no difference to me. I don't care if it was $2,000. If, if God said to do it, I did it. And I said, let me be a blessing to them. And the Lord said, Jesse, you're so kind. I said, well, I, Lord, I learned it from you. I got to watch what I say because I get it. That's not arrogance or cockiness. That's just simply the truth. That's confidence and assurance. Think about that. Spiritually, physically, financially. I have to really watch what I say. I did something Saturday. Can I come down there? Because I'm going to pray for you all in just a minute. I did something this Saturday. Kathy had a, uh, what you call that thing? Ministry of Help Seminar. And, and, and boy, I mean, it was a big crowd. People just wanting to be a blessing. I'm telling you all kinds of stuff. So watch this. So I... I had flew in from New Mexico. So I only had a day to myself before I come to, uh, I say Decatur, Tanner. I guess that's right. How come y'all ain't got a tan? What's wrong y'all naming Tanner here? Yeah, put that in there. So watch this. So Kathy said, what are you going to do? I said, well, you know, my daughter, my granddaughter, my wife don't think I can do anything if they're not there. Like one time I sent Kathy to London to open up my offices in England. And my daughter comes. She said, Dad, how are you going to eat? What are you going to do? I said, the same thing. Where you feel my mother was here? I'm going to go to a restaurant. <laughs> Kathy don't cook. She's been delivered from the bondage. She ain't going. She ain't going back to Egypt. <laughs> but she cooks very well. And every once in a while, she just gets a hankering. She said, I'm going to make a gumbo. And Kathy can cook. And I go, whoa, get the TV department. Come on, film this baby. So when she don't feel like it anymore, I'll throw up the video on her. Praise the Lord. So watch this. I like, I don't know if y'all have a, a, a restaurant called P.F. Chang's. Y'all have anything like that? Chinese restaurant. So I just went into P.F. Chang's myself, just me. The manager, 
all the waitress and I eat it, they went, you by yourself? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but every time you come in, you come in with a bunch of people. And you always pay for everything. Look, I was just going to get me a soup. I said, okay. I said, can I sit in that little booth right there? Uh, yes, sir. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> so I sat down. I ordered me a little Mandarin salad, whatever they call that thing, in a, in a wonton soup or something like that. I can't remember. I'm just sitting there, just, just enjoying myself because they're having that, uh, you know, that ministry help thing. And I, and I got in real late Friday, so, I mean, I got in late, early, early Saturday morning flying in from New Mexico and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm just enjoying myself. <laughs> I said, boy, this is kind of nice, Lord. People looking at me like, yes. <laughs> I look when there's a little girl. I went. So, the, uh, and I bless every time I go in there. Everywhere I go, I be, I'm a blessing to waiters. And, because, you know, I used to do that when I was young, you know. And, you know, people just, they won't tip, you know. And they just, you know, they just scam me, you know. And it's, you know, it's, it's not right. So anyway, <laughs> I finished eating. I, so I, I told the little lady, I said, uh, I said, sweetheart, I'll give him my check. She said, you have no check. I said, what? She said, the manager bought your meal. I said, the manager of the store, do you have check? Yeah, he bought you. He said, man, this man comes here. He blesses the staff. He knows the cooks. He blesses everybody. Let's just buy him. By myself. I, I said, Lord, thank you. So I'm pretty sure she was thinking she's not going to get a tip, see. Because the man, I said, well, come here. So I give her $100. She goes, it's amazing what a $100 bill would do. It'd make the Holy Ghost come on you, man. They start shaking. Oh, Lord. She said, are you serious? I said, yeah. Everybody got to make a living. You work hard. Enjoy yourself. And I said, I'm walking to my, to my vehicle, and I said, Lord, he said, I just wanted to bless you. I said, thank you, Lord. I said, well, I said, what can I do today to give you pleasure, Lord? He said, ask me for something. I said, what? He said, I don't know. I'm asking you. I said, well, I don't know what to ask. He said, well, I don't know what you're going to ask neither. <laughs> I could hear him kind of snickering and laughing. Lord, just a... He said, well, when you find out what it is, you're delaying my pleasure. You're delaying my glory. You're delaying my wish. So think of something. Okay. I still hadn't thought of anything. Now, that was yesterday. But I'm going to think of something. I'm going to California in the morning. Tomorrow morning, I got to fly back tonight. I got to do television in the morning. Boom, here I go to California. Preaching tomorrow night in California. And guess who's coming to my meeting tomorrow night? Uh, captain of the love boat. Yeah, Gavin McLeod and his wife, a bunch of them. Uh, last time I had Sly and the Family Stone. <laughs> I, I, I used to work with all these people, you know. Feeling getting wrong. Down on down. Oh, yeah. Alice Cooper. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they come. I used to be a rocker. Girls, young people, girls were screaming. And they said, and that was your grandma doing that. I, th I used to say your mama, but it was your grandma now. <laughs> Praise God. I'm going to be 70 years old this, uh, uh, this year. And uh, people, say, you know, and I like what Brother Copeland told me one time. He said, Jesse, I'm growing older, but I'm not aging. And he's 82. 
He's 82, and I'm going to be 70, and people think I'm older than him. That ain't right. God just wanting to be a blessing. I said, Lord, can I do something for you today? He said, can I do something for you today? Some people won't receive it. They, won't, they just won't receive it. Some people are not receivers. They're takers. You see, and all God wants to do is be a blessing. So let the Lord be a blessing. This is starting this year. I know George has got a lot of things to do, you that come to Calvary, because this is just phase one. How about, how about do it completely debt-free? Well, why not? You got to believe for something. Might as well believe for that. Now, why not do all the next phases debt-free, and why don't you get all your houses paid off? How are we going to do that? You're not going to do that. That's the whole thing. He didn't ask you to pay for it. He asked you to believe for it. But when you understand and so seed, oh, God, what is an oak tree but an acorn that held its ground? In that big tree, that big tree in that little acorn, squirrel tried to eat it. Get out of here. I'm trying to be a tree. If you let me plant myself, you can house your family in my tree. Oh, that's what it's all about. Did you enjoy it tonight? Give the Lord a hand clap for that. Thank you, Lord. All right. I'm going to pray for you in just a minute before we do that. I love Pastor George. He's so kind. We're going to receive an offering for this ministry. It's a good ministry. The anointing of increase is on me. I, I, I get involved in this. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But I'm telling you, it's on me, bless God. Who Lord. I got to watch what I say because I get it. It just come on me, man. It just, my spiritual sons, I say, they call me dad. Can you believe that? Dad, damn, I tell you what, everything you touch prosper. Jody told me that today. Daddy, everything. I said, yeah, everything. Because my everything is his anything. Ushers, would you pass out the offering envelopes, please, real quick? This is a Jesse DePlanis Ministry offering envelope. If you're giving tonight and you're writing a checkout, you make it out to JDM, and you'll get a tax-deductible receipt. Let me just say this. Ladies and gentlemen, i got to give you a, How many of you get my partner letter? Some of you may already know this. The president of Sony and the president of Ikigami, Tokyo, flew to New Orleans to take me to lunch. Take me to dinner, actually. And they bought $3.2 million worth of equipment. I'm the first preacher, first person in America that has true 4K, 8K, all the way completely through my ministry of television. All new cameras. So about the next week or so, when you're going to see me, I'm going to really look good. <laughs> Watch this. They came in. They said, you have a track record with us for 13 years. 13, four, excuse me, 14 years ago, I bought the best cameras money can buy. Ma'am, the NFL called me 14 years ago and asked if they could use my cameras, the TV cameras, to shoot the Super Bowl. Because ABC, CBS, and NBC don't have it. And I told them, no, I don't want them big old football players busting up my cameras. man. <laughs> well, those cameras kind of wore out. And they said, you need some new cameras. And we'll give you $100,000 for these cameras and send them to Mexico to be a blessing to some people. Now, watch this. I said, how much is this package? They brought them. I didn't ask for it. They brought it, $3.2 million. I said, well, we got to do business. You see, I serve a Jewish God. I don't pay retail. Now, hold on the offering. Don't do nothing with the offering. I don't pay retail. I said, we're going to negotiate it. By the time we finished, I had them down from $3.2 to $1.5 million. 
They said, Ma, men in Japanese go, <laughs> you know, you, hey, you gotta learn, you gotta do business here. When we finish this, <laughs> they said something, George, they shouldn't have said. They said, I, I said, well, what can we, I said, what's the bargain in shipping? They said, well, can we use your name? Oh, you want to use my name? I mean, I'm not free, but I'm reasonable. See, I preach to 2.9 billion people every week all over the world in 14 different languages now. If we can use your name, I said, what are you going to do with it? Well, if you go to Tokyo, they got some of the most greatest technology in Tokyo. They got those buses with big video screens on them. I mean, they're all the way across the bus. If you go to Tokyo, you'll see me preaching on them buses. They said, man, everybody knows you. They left the equipment. They said, listen, pay us in six months. No interest. We know you'll pay us. And they just bought, went, brought us a Ruth Chris steak out. We ate a steak. Gone. But my, I thought, my God, man, I don't have to pay this for six months. The Lord said, that's not you. Now, I had the $1.5 million, but I was going to use it for, it wasn't designated, so I was going to use it for something else. The Lord said, pay them, and I'll restore that so you can use that for the other thing. So this is what this offering is going to. We're believing God for 1,500 people to give $1,000. That's $1.5 million. We don't ask you to do something that we wouldn't do. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what, Sunday? Thursday, somebody gave $70,000. <laughs> it's all relative. Would it have been 70 cents, $70, $700, or $70,000? I mean, tell me, it don't make no difference. This is whatever, whatever people do. We're placing it toward that, and we've got this much left to pay for everything. Isn't that a miracle of Jesus? So if you don't mind what you give tonight, I'm going to place it toward that. Now, why don't you name your seed and believe God for your house to be paid off? Or believe God for George and them to start the phases and, get, and have more money come in than they need? but have as much as to come in that they want. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And God will honor you and bless you in every area. So if you're writing a check out, make it out to JDM. If you're giving cash and you want a receipt, you have to put it, you have to give us your address on, on that envelope. Now, some people don't want a receipt. Okay, then put the cash in there. It still goes toward the projects. If you give by text to give, there's a, uh, some information on that, on that thing. Uh, that's, I don't know how to do that. I'm not good at text to give. Ask your grandson. He'll help you. <laughs> I'm not good at it. If you give by a debit card, you can do it this way. There's a place on that, pla on that uh, envelope you can put your debit card. If you give like that, because 30% of America no longer has cash or check, then you lick that envelope and seal it so we can protect your personal information. That's all we ask you to do. We don't ask you to do nothing that we don't do ourselves, and God has been good and gracious. How many of you going to believe for 30, 60, and 100 fold? Going to believe for that? Do you need it? Do you want it? Sure you want it. Why not? You know, how old are you, are, if you don't mind me asking? 16? I used to be 16. See what you're going to look like? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She goes, oh, God, no, no. You know, no, it didn't make any difference. Some of you girls may want a real Louis Vuitton purse. Ooh, Louis Vuitton. I ain't talking about when them knockoffs, and when the cops come, they run around the corner. I'm talking about a real Louis Vuitton. Some of you may want to go to Hawaii and you never have. Why are you saying that? That's great. No, that's everything, which makes it an anything to God. He don't care. It doesn't bother him. That's what you want to do. You don't need to do it, but you might want to do it. You might want another guitar. You like guitars? Yeah, I know you do. If you play guitars, you like guitars, right? I mean, I, I've had some phenomenal guitars. Oh, Lord Jesus. I'm a guitar player myself. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, Lord, son. Mm-hmm. Back in the day. But anyway, <laughs> praise God. 
How many of y'all believe that 1,500 people going to give a thousand dollars? Hold your hand up. You don't have to give it. Just believe with me. Come on. Some people say, I ain't lifting my hand up. Cost me a thousand dollars there. <laughs> Barbara, how long you been watching me on television coming to my meetings? What, 30 years? Better? Yeah, at least that, huh? My Lord Jesus. And she still comes. That's a blessing, isn't it? I've never taken a dime or a dollar of your money. I don't need it, sweetheart. I'll just tell you. I'll show you something. I got money. I'll show it to you. See, right, right there? That's she money. She don't know I got it. <laughs> a man got to do what a man got to do. Look at Kathy looking over there. I'm going to get in that pocket tonight. <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> All right, hold your offering up to the Lord, and I'm going to pray over it. Hold it up. Hold your. Are you ready? Oh, Lord, look at, look at the obedient people. Can I use you as a point of contact? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray a 30, 60, 100, full, thousand time return for every gift today. Lord, I thank you that their homes will be paid off if that's what they're believing for. Or what a, or the, all the other phases of Calvary will be paid off. Lord, I decree and declare it today. They certainly deserve it because you said, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Lord, you said if you shall ask anything in my name. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus for every gift tonight. The 1.5 million over and above and beyond. All my partners that support this ministry. Bless them 30, 60, and 100 fold, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Ushers, go ahead and receive tonight's offering. Thank you for being, and if you're not a partner, pray about becoming one. But never give me something that belongs to Calvary. You won't hear too many people, preachers, traveling preachers say that. Uh, God wouldn't hurt George Sawyer to help me. Me and George are on the same team, you understand? Always has been, always will be. I don't know. I mean, am I the only preacher you've ever had that's coming for, come for what, 32 to 35 years every year? I'm it. Do you know that's, I, I have about 30 churches that do that. I went to one this year. It was my 38th straight year. Still had the biggest crowd. That amazing. I'm amazed at that. God is so good and gracious. It's such a blessing of the Lord. Thank you for being so courteous and kind. And thank you for helping us preach this gospel. I'm already taken care of, but yet people bless me personally. They just do it. It's the most amazing thing you ever see in your life. I said, Lord, what are you doing? He says, giving, giving myself pleasure. Aren't you being prosperous? Even the doctor looked at me and said, you know, for a man, you, you are a healthy man. I said, well, I wasn't believing for sickness. I tried sick once. That hurts. I tried sad. That didn't feel good neither. I tried broke. That's stupid. They ain't doing that. So stand to your feet now that the offer is being received. And ushers, you can bring it to the back and our, our people will take care of that. Now I want you to just pray in the Holy Ghost for a minute. Would you do that? Come on. I don't hear you praying. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. I know it's a little late, 7.51. I got to go to California. You got to go home. I got to fly all the way back to New Orleans and head out to California. So I'm a busy, busy man. Come on. Come be sure. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I need an usher or two to follow me if you don't mind. You can give me an usher or two. Come on. Come on, people. Pray with me. Hallelujah, Jesus. Brother, just walk down there. I'm I'm, going to go down there in just a minute. Come on, people. Pray with me. Come on. Let the Holy Ghost. Come on. I want everybody praying. Just let Jesus. Sweetheart, let me pray for you. Can I do that? Just lift your hands up right now. Stand behind her, boys. The anointing of God's here. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ah, Lord, bless her. Bless her. Just put it down for us. Come on, people. Keep praying with me. Come on. The Holy Ghost is in here. 
Can I pray for you, sweetheart? Would you mind just step out right there? Just lift your hands up. Come on, just thank the Lord. Jesus, yes, Lord. He said, tell her. Ooh, in the very near future, a great blessing is coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Stay behind the boy. Jesus, touch her. Bless her. Honor her, Lord, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Just put her down and do something with Come on, people. Pray with me, people. The Holy Ghost is in here. Oh, Lord, healing cancer in here right now. There's somebody having kidney trouble. You ain't going to have that no more. Oh, no, no, no. Let me pray for you, ma'am. Just step out here in a minute. Just turn around this way. Lift your hands up. Just thank the Lord. Jesus. Yeah, Lord. He said, tell her I'm in a giving mood, and I just like her to ask me for a bunch of stuff. Oh, Jesus, bless the Lord. Jesus, honor her today, Lord, by the power of attorney to use the name of it. Put it down, boys. That's all you got to do. You can't hold them up all day. Keep walking with me. Come on. Come on, people. Keep praying with me. Let me pray for you, sweetheart. You just step out here. Just lift your hands up. Look at me. Hold your hands up. He said, tell her I got my, her future in my hand. Your future's in my hand. You ain't got to worry about nothing. I was there when you was born. I sent you. Sometimes you've been hurt. And I'm going to cause those things to be forgotten. And I, I'm going to bring happiness in your life on the inside as well as the outside. But I have some things that I want to do for you. And I'll do it this year if you let me. Don't worry about nothing. I'm behind you. I'm in front of you. And I'm beside you. Jesus. Touch this young lady. Say behind the horse. Put it in the hole onto it. Jesus. Give her the desire of her heart, Lord. I thank you for it. Ooh, when these blessings come, right my office and let me know. Oh, Lord, I'll shop with you. This is your day, sweetheart, and your year. Come on, people, lift your hands up. Bless the Lord. Come on, pray with me. Come on, come on. Come on, pray with me. Come on, pray with me. It seems like a ladies' night tonight. Can I pray for you, sweetheart? Come on. Just step out here. Just thank the Lord. <laughs> Touch her, Jesus. Oh, man, she's going to get a blessing of God. Can I pray for you, man? Would you mind? Hallelujah. Just lift your hands up. Just thank the Lord. It makes no difference what the family says. It makes all the difference what I say. And I want you to know that. Sometimes they think you've asked for some things you shouldn't ask for. It's really none of their business. It's between me and you. And I'll tell you what to ask for, and I'll give you what you ask, and I'll show them that what you ask will come to pass because you know how to use faith. Jesus, touch her, bless her, help her, and let her see and let the family see the things that she's believing for in a quick manifestation. Say it the Lord. I wouldn't mind having that myself, my God. People, lift your hands up. Bless the Lord on that. Come on. Jesus is in there. Come on. There are four kids coming home right now. Lord, I've had some fights in the family. Lord, very hard things have been said, and misunderstandings and everything you can think of. But the Lord said, I'm rounding them up. There's four different children that belong to four different families in here. They're coming home. Do not criticize them. Don't say, I told you so. Receive them in love because they've all had an experience with me. Saith the Lord. That little lady right there, you, you smiling? Yes, both hands up. 
He said, tell her to ask for more. Because when she asks, she asks in faith. And she asks with joy. And when she asks with joy, I'm willing to do some things for her. He said, you tell her to get ready, girl. 2019 will be the best year you've ever seen in your life. Somebody shout, somebody. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Come on, thank the Lord, somebody. Come on, just give God a great God bless you. Hey! <laughs> Come on, keep praying with me. Keep praying with me. Can I pray for you first? Come on, sweetheart. Lift your little hands up. What's your name? Carla? Carly. How old are you, Carly? 21. My God. Lord said, ask her what she wants. What do you want, Carly? A what? Missionary school. That's a pretty good choice. We'll need some money to do that, I guess. Yeah, it's all right. Jesus is not broke. Lord, you told me to ask her what she wanted. She asked something that you wanted her to do. Missionary school. Just want to be a missionary. Lord, that's your heart. Give her the miracle she deserves. Jesus' name. People, lift your hands up. Thank God. There's a girl that got God's mind. Missionary school. just told you that, Lord. And the Lord said, ask her what she wants. Not what she needs, what she wants. Can't you see that? I can hear it in the spirit. Lord, send him over here. He said, tell him I'm over there. There is three couples here. You're up in age and you're kind of worried about getting old. What for? You'll live as long as you want to live. Death and life's in the power of your tongue, not mine. I gave you that authority. I have the power to take your life, saith the Lord, but not the authority. I am God, I can do that, but I can't because I bound myself with my own word that death and life's in the power of your tongue. So if you speak life, you will live as long as you want. Somebody shout over there. That's that's that's, that's, that's Bolo Boko Hasaka. Ah, uh, uh, little they see that lady right there. Uh, what's her name? What's your name? Lift your hands up right where you are. One of you ushers, run up there. Put both hands up. Don't worry about the mic. The Lord told me to tell you, He said, It's all right to cut loose. It's all right to shout, to dance. It's all right because it blesses me. You understand worship. You want to reach out to me. He said, Tell her if she'll do what she knows to do, I'll cause you to see over on the other side of how we worship and you will bring it to this church. Stay behind her, boys. The anointing, I got it. Lord bless her. Whoa, let her hear the angels sing, play, shout. Oh, Lord, I thank you. Oh, Lord, I bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. Can't blame me for knocking that lady down. I'm down on the floor. Somebody shout, somebody. Come on. said tell everybody I'm in a given mood I hear oh show my hello Lord oh yeah Lord I can say that Look, Kathy the Lord just told me to tell them what I told Covenant Church I want you to go home tonight and make a list of your wants don't put one need on that list because you'll miss God if you do what you want whether it's spiritual physical or financial all three doesn't make any difference because see your everything is his anything I don't care if you're a kid or 90 years old. Write what you want. 
after you write, not need. You don't want to live from need to need. Write it and then hold it up to the Lord. Put it in your hand. The Bible said, present your petition and supplication with thanksgiving. So here's my petition and supplication. Pray over it and say, I thank you that my wants are done. Then, listen to me. Take that want list, put it on the ground and step on it. Stand on it. Because from this night forward, if you'll do what God says and believe his word, your wants will carry you into eternity. Your wants will carry you. And some people are going to say, that's greed. No, that's growth. The Lord, my shepherd, that's your want list. There it is. So hold it up there. That's, his, that's her petition and stuff like that. Is that's it? Put it on your feet. Step on it. Stay on it. Because that will carry you for the rest of your life. See that? She had a want list already. You don't think the Lord knew what he was doing? Come on, somebody shout somebody. <laughs> oh, no. What a blessing. One more thing. Then I'll ask you to get saved. The past never sees the future, saith the Lord. So from this night forward, I want you to forget what's happened yesterday. I'll cause my son, Jesse, to quote some things to you. I'll say the past never sees the future. Gone. 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 Never speak of the past anymore. Whether they be spiritual, physical, or financial things. This is a new day. Forgetting those things which are behind. Reaching out to those things which are before. You press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God, Tim. You hear me? You're one of my sons. Come on. You got to have what I have and better. I pray for every one of my sons and daughters that they surpass everything I do. And I ain't no big shot. Never have been and never will be. That is not the issue. Forgetting those things which are behind. You don't. The past will drag you and will hinder your future. Which means if you got art in your heart against some people, forget it. Because there's something about forgiveness. They could be, they may have done the worst thing in the world, but if they ask God to forgive them, you're going to have to wind up living in eternity with them. So, it's, so you just forgive them and go on. You let God handle those things. You see, Lord gave me the greatest financial year of my life of my ministry in 2018. I done forgot it, Jonas. Going forward. Most of the finances given to me, I've given away 99.9% of it. I had a pastor tell me this that day. He said, y'all on a level, you, you on a level of giving, I just never thought of. I said, well, think of it. Because it'll bring things to you you never thought possible spiritually, physically, and financially. So when somebody says, and I know they're going to say it, that's heresy. Take them to St. John 14 and then look them in the face and say, let not your heart be troubled. Do you believe in God? Yes, I do. We'll believe in Jesus. You believe in Jesus? I do. Have you done greater works than him? See, because you don't understand whatsoever and you don't understand anything. Because your everything is his anything. With every head bowed, please. I ask you the question, do you know Jesus? Or do you know about him? 
You know, I went to church all my life as a kid. I knew a lot about God, but I didn't know God. We didn't know God, me and Kathy. I'd like to introduce you to Jesus. That's called getting saved for the very first time. You may know about God, but you don't know God. Would you give me the honor of introducing you to the great God, Jehovah? Now, I used to stop there. That's how I was trained as a doctor of divinity. And the Lord said, always take it further. Maybe you're in this building today. No, you're not backslidden hell by no means, but you are struggling with your Christianity. Temptation get the best of you, and you got to repent for the same sin every day. Now you think, how? Or every week, how, God, how, do, how can I live like that man's talking about? It's an old Pentecostal term. It's called rededicate. In other words, you get so close to God that when the temptation comes, and it will, but because of your proximity to God, the temptation will burn up instead of you. And you won't struggle with those things. So with every head bowed, as an, as an act of respect to the person next to you, every eye closed. If you'd like to know God instead of knowing about God, that's called getting saved. Or you're struggling with your Christianity. Be honest. Temptation to get the best of you. You want that junk to stop. Would you lift your hand up? Hold your hand up when I see it and acknowledge it. Yes, I see those hands. Yes, I see those hands. Hands all over the building. Lord Jesus, look at that, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for people being honest with you and honest with themselves. Can I see another hand quickly? Don't miss my Jesus. Thank you. I see that hand. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Thank you. I see your hands. I want everybody to put their hand down right now and everybody look at me. I know I'm not on the platform, but look at me. I would never lie to any of you people. I've had so many people lie to me. I don't know why. I told God, you ever do anything in my life, I live this gospel. Ladies and gentlemen, I have kept that promise. A man asked me about grace the other day, George. But said, you believe in grace? I said, without grace, we couldn't be saved. We saved by grace. I said, but sir, don't use grace to erase holiness. See, a lot of people are using grace message to erase holiness. Can't do anything they want. Whoa, whoa, watch yourself. See, if you got grace, you ought to be more holy, not less holy. They don't erase holiness with grace. It's a wonderful thing. Many of you lifted your hand. That took some courage. That did. You did it. I'm going to ask you to do something harder than that. I'm going to ask every one of you that lifted your hand, not some of you, because you lifted your hand. That took integrity and character. I'm going to ask you to get out of your seat and come stand here. In front of everybody? What's wrong with that? Jesus hung on the cross in front of everybody. If you lifted your hand, get out of your seat. Bring your Bible, your purse, whatever you brought, kids, whatever, and just line up. Ushers, just line them up right here. We're going to pray for them. Come on, give them a hand clap as they come. Hello. Thank you, Jesus. Come a little closer to me if you don't mind. Just come on here. Hallelujah. Just line them up right here. What's your dog's name? Chocolate. Chocolate, a pretty dog. He look at everybody. See, he liked me because he waving his. He waving his. He said, hello, Chocolate. How you doing that chocolate? How you doing? Oh, you gonna give me a little? Yeah, okay, nice. I like dogs. I like big dogs. Kathy like little dogs. I like big dogs. Look at that man. He's just looking around. He said, This is great. You came forward, whether it was a first time salvation or a selling out or rededication. I'm gonna ask you to pray a prayer with me. When we finish this prayer, and remember this, this is not a prayer of feeling. So I used to think if you didn't feel God, ain't working. It's a prayer of faith. That's what's amazing about this thing. It's a prayer of faith. See, I didn't understand that. I thought I didn't feel God. Well, you know, I must, I must be doing something wrong. It ain't feeling. It's faith. I'm going to ask every one of you to lift, your, to, to lift your voice. I want you to repeat this with me. Lord Jesus. I want everybody in the church to repeat it together. Lord Jesus, 
I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I confess my sin before you this day. I denounce Satan and all his works. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me, for drawing me closer to who you are. I believe with my heart, I confess with my mouth that Jesus rose from the dead, that I am saved. I will no longer struggle with temptation of any kind from this night forward. I will live for you, Lord, as you live for me. Thank you for saving me, for drawing me closer to who you are. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. Amen. Stand right there and give him a great hand clap, would you? My, 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 my. That wasn't hard, was it, mister? That wasn't hard, was it? That was pretty simple, wasn't it, sir? Wasn't that pretty easy? Wasn't it, young man? Why did the church world make it so hard? I've never been able to figure that out. That wasn't hard, was it? I mean, even chocolate understood that. Think about that. Let me look at you. You know, I may not be able to fellowship you with you here. I mean, I got to leave right after service and get back. But you know, I'll find you in heaven. I'm coming over. I want to know your dreams, your aspirations. I've had a lot of people say, boy, if I could just sit down and talk to that man. I wish I could, but I'm about the Father of the When we get to heaven, I'm coming to your house. I'm going to come. I will remember you. I may not remember your name, but I will not forget your face. So I'm putting you in the little gray cells. Look at me. I got you. There was a man who came to the Southwest Believers Convention a few years back, maybe about six years ago. Look at me, sweetheart. Thank you. Look at me, say, Oh, Baba Sahab. I looked at him, lady, and I said, Boy, it's a long time since I saw you. Now, this was about five years ago. I got you, my man. He said, You know who I am? I said, I don't know your name, but I know your face. He said, Well, when's the last time you saw me? I said, I saw you in 1982 at Trinity Assembly of God in Bachelor, Louisiana on a Wednesday night when you walked forward and gave your life to Jesus. And he went, God said, I got a brain like an elephant. I went, uh -uh. Because you see, you are so important to me. You are so important, all of you. To the point that Jesus died for you. And he said, never hurt any of them. I never will. I'll pray for you. There'll never be a day in your life of this night that you'll not be praying for. Do you hear that? My God, I'm telling you, mister. I'm telling you. No, 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 no. One day I'm gonna be as tall as you. I'm gonna have to I'm, I'm gonna have to get to heaven, but I'm gonna be as tall as you. I, I, you too. Praise God. Now we're gonna ask you to do one more thing. This will not take long, whether it's a first time salvation or a cell or not. We want to pray with you. Am I correct, sir? They got this man over here. He got the same color hair as mine. Hallelujah. Everybody turn around. Wave both hands. See that man waving his hand? I want you to walk toward him and just let us pray with you one minute. Maybe the most two. And then we'll return you to your seats, to your family. We're going to walk down this aisle. So everybody, would you walk down this aisle and follow that white-headed man right there. And let us pray for you. Give him a hand clap as they go. Thank you, sir. Come on. Give him a hand clap as they go. Come on, give them a great God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. God bless you.
wants to take care of her. Thank you, sweetheart. God bless you. Hi, Mama. How you doing, girl? Just, I'm going to do it. No other choice, girl. You'll never be a day without prayer. You can walk this way if you don't mind. Come on, give him a hand clap. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, sir. Thanks for coming, sweetheart. I appreciate that. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you, sweetheart. Come on, give him a better hand clap than that. My, 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 my. What a blessing. Wasn't that good? Now, if that's your family and friends, they'll be back in just a moment. In just a moment, that I'll be stepping out of here. Thank you to all my partners. Thank you. I'm about the Father's business. Barbara, I always will be, as long as you see me. Jesus, Terrace, people ask me, Brother Jesse, when are you going to retire? Do I look tired? If I do, I'll take a nap. I'm just amazed. I'm as excited today as I was 41 years ago when I stepped out by faith. I know how to walk by faith and not by sight. I got out of the boat of religion and got on the water. I met a lot of disciples, but I knew they were, they were in the boat and I needed to get on the water to meet Jesus. And that's what it's all about. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your life. Alabama, you've been nothing but good to me all these years. One man told me that, boy, about five, ten years, you can run for governor of the state of Alabama. People love you in Alabama. I said, thank you. Do you know at one time, I was not even on television in Alabama. This is probably 25 years ago. And yet, partners in Alabama were paying 65% of the total television bill. And I wasn't even on in Alabama. Well, you don't think Alabamians love me? I thought, my God, I've never forgotten. Then I met George Sawyer and Philip. George is one fine man. I tell you one thing. I think about George. I invite him all the time, him and Phyllis, to come to the house. I don't do that very often. I mean, I, there ain't too many people come to my house because I'm not there very much myself. I just love George and Phyllis. They're such a blessing. Believe in God for total restoration for their granddaughter. Total. Oh, Jesus. Uh-uh. We don't give up. We don't crack. We don't break. We're not novices at this. 